I want to finish well. Um, again, we'll have a few bodies and a couple of younger players around it as well uh, in terms of the, the squad. Go strong, try and finish well, try and take on a performance from the other night and try and get another good result. You know, obviously to receive this award on the back of the one I received a few days ago is really, really humbling and flattering and um, I'm pleased, I'm really grateful and I'll cherish them and they'll go alongside the ones that I, I, I achieved as a player. The Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700. Let's go! So the weekend gets underway and it's the final weekend of the league season here in Scotland. The Champions Rangers, they'll be crowned after the match tomorrow against Aberdeen. Hibs against Celtic, it's the long farewell to the skipper Scott Brown. And the cup finalist St Johnson against Livy, whom they beat in the League Cup final. And then on Sunday, Motherwell against Ross County. Hamilton, who are going down unless they could win 9-0 against Killy. That's who they play on Saturday. And St Mirren against Dundee United. The former Rangers and Scotland captain, Barry Ferguson, is with us Barry can you believe it's the last weekend of the season and it's really all about the new Champions Rangers yeah in terms of the season I'll be honest with you Paul I think it's flew in um, for some odd reason but listen it's a big day tomorrow for Rangers as a football club it's been a a long hard um, nine years without a trophy in terms of Celtic being so, so dominant so I'm sure the players and the management and the most important people the fans I'll look forward um to hopefully Rangers getting the right result and then obviously celebrating um, lifting that trophy. Invincibles is what they're going for, Mark, and a few other records as well on 99 points at the moment. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll want to um, you know, get through the, the, the 100, Paul, which I'm sure they will. Um, they want to score as many goals as they can tomorrow. They want to finish off on the Heights, a final game of the season. It's been a long season for them, but I agree with Barry. I think it's flown in and it's been a very successful season in the league and in Europe. Two Cups were disappointing but the priority was to win the, the, the 55th title. I think Rangers will could have got the potential to absolutely batter Aberdeen tomorrow. It wouldn't surprise me if it's a four or five job tomorrow, Paul. Wow, and nine would make a difference, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be, get, it because would get, they're chasing a record. Yeah, yeah they're chasing the, the, goals. the goal difference, uh, the goals, and, and that's good too. I, I, think, I think Rangers, you know, you, you listen to Stephen Gerrard, he's won another Manager of the Year uh, trophy, I think they've got their bit between the teeth tomorrow to make the final 90 minutes very memorable. They're plus 72. Uh, the invincible season for Celtic, they were plus 81. Barry, that's uh, that would have to be 9-0. Yeah, but I do yeah. I do agree with, with Mark. I, I think um, looking back in the game against Livingston, sometimes you're, you're, you're wary with a couple of games ago, league titles won. But I thought Rangers were, were really hungry and were, were bang at it. So I agree with Mark. I think they can go and... I think it'll be hard to get nine goals, um, but I think there could be a few goals for Rangers tomorrow. Here's Stephen Gerrard. Uh, listen, it's been a fantastic season, certainly from a, from a league point of view. We're really excited for tomorrow. I'm excited for the players, I'm excited for the supporters, uh, more than myself. It is a real satisfying place to be in as the manager, knowing that what the players have delivered so far this season. There's, there's one more game to go. I'd like us to finish really strong, basically put a season's worth into tomorrow and, and hopefully we can break that 100 points and, and remain unbeaten. That's that's from the game's point of view, but we're really excited for the day. There's no getting away from that. On the line, Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Our first caller tonight is Jake, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Jake. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you feeling about tomorrow? What about that nine-goal difference is what you need to equal and better Celtic from uh, 2016? 
to me, I don't even know that. I'm just buzzing about the celebration. <laughs> 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 that, that, that one's just right over my head. Yeah. Um, oh, but on to, on tomorrow, obviously. Actually, no, first of all, sorry, because um, there's a chance I might not go on because I'll probably still be hungover from, from on Monday and Tuesday. But I just want to wish Barry good luck on Tuesday night uh, against, uh, against Beacon. Um, I heard those fans going to be in there, so hopefully you'll get a bit more support for it. Actually, that's a good yeah. point. You've got How many are, are in for your game? We're, we're allowed 250 fans. Right. Um which is better than nothing. Listen, sure. it's yeah. uh, I'm similar. Uh, a lot of football supporters you want to see fans in the in the stadium. Um, What's your capacity? Just over two thousand, Paul. Um, two thousand one hundred. So for us to be allowed two hundred fifty wow. fans in, um, it's yep. it's brilliant for um, the players. Because I keep going back to, I would have found it difficult to play in front of empty stands. So it's a good boost for the players. It's a good boost for me. Listen, we would love it to be full, and I'm I'm sure it would have been full, but at least we're we're getting 250 fans in. So it's 10 percent. If you applied that to Hamden Park and Hamden Stadium for the cup final, Mark, we would have 5,000 and not the 600. I mean, when I heard Rob telling us last night here in Go Radio, I couldn't believe it that it's only 600 people. Yeah, I was I was taken aback um, as well, Paul. Uh, you know, I think the the, the steer seemed to be 2,000, um, which you know was still low all things considered but thought it was a really good step in, in the right direction considering we were um, you know at, at zero fans um, a week ago but to then go from that to to, to 600 I think is very very um, disappointing but look there'll, there'll be supporters in which is a step in the right direction but 600 inside Hamden when you're listening to what Barry's there it's um, it just doesn't have and I'm, and I'm not I'm in no way holding the SFA responsible. They do have restrictions, stadium work going on for the EFA, etc. Mm. etc. Et so, so, so it is a government um, decision. It's but the it's, two um, metre rule rather yeah, than 1.5, 1. which is yeah. in England and yeah. UEFA. And listen, I know that we've, we're staying in level three in Glasgow. That's the news that came out in the last hour. So we'll come back to that in the programme, yeah. see what you think as well. It seems a really low number. Uh, Jake, what about Rangers then? It's uh, a big weekend for you. I'll tell you what, it's been a long time coming. I was, I was, I keep watching, you keep seeing those videos, I like, see like, video highlight reels of the last 10 yeah. years and I've been watching like some of the games I was at back when we get put down to the third division. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going down to Shunra, I stayed overnight in Shunra um, to go watch them play and Lee McCulloch led us up. And even just looking back at that, it's just, it's, it's mixed emotions because it's, it's, it's a relief coming out of me tomorrow as well, but at the same time, it's utter excitement because it's it's difficult to win a league, but to go 10 years and having to fight for this league title, that's all we've been thinking about for 10 years. Was First of all, it was getting through each division, then it was getting back to the SPL, then it was trying to compete with Celtic, then it was maybe getting a wee run in the cup, but now we're back to what Rangers should be doing and that's winning titles year on year that's what we should be doing that's why we're the most successful team in Scotland in the UK that's why that's what's good that's what needs to keep happening but on tomorrow I just I just it's one of those things that like I want it to happen because I want it to hurry up and come but then I don't want it to end because it's been waiting so long for it I just want it to be the, I just want it to be forever because it's when you're in your element when obviously when you're a football fan and you get to celebrate it with, with all, your, all your pals and all that Mark, where where you in 2011 yeah. When Rangers last won the title, Jake, what were you doing? What was I doing? I was at Rugby Park. <laughs> you were there. How was it? How did? I, I, how I, do you yeah. feel back then to how you're feeling now and in, in anticipation for tomorrow? Uh, 
Um, well, obviously, I remember 2011, it was technically a helicopter Sunday, technically. Yeah. But um, I think we all knew Rangers were going to win that day. But um, this is this is a different feeling, um, I have to say. This is more of a... This is more of a, a build-up of emotions coming to, to coming to tomorrow. Because if you remember, previously in 2011, Rangers were on a three in a row anyway. So it was, yeah. they, we didn't wait very long for a trophy. This is this is just a build-up. So to answer your question, it's more relief. That's the difference between the two. It's the fact that we finally get to see... See, even just seeing a couple of, like... Obviously, those players that I wish were there as well. But even just seeing James Tavernier, who's been through fucking Finway Rangers, obviously, came in, won the championship... I, I, I canter really and then gets put in the SPL and he gets a real hard time from mm-hmm. fans uh, media um, probably his own managers as well at some point gets a hard time and then mm. Gerard comes in and rejuvenises the whole thing and now Tav gets to reap the rewards because he's worked hard for five six years and that's what he's going to get and I can't wait to see him lift it and I just can't wait to see See, it's the likes of like McGregor and Davis. Can't wait to see them last bit coming back after all this time. Obviously, they were there. They were there ten years ago. So it'll be good to see them coming back in and and lifting what's what's rightfully theirs. I don't think Jake will be getting any sleep tonight. The way he's carrying on <laughs> oh, there. Tell me about it, no, I know. I know. Tonight. Listen, it's been a look. It's been a long journey. Yeah. There's no doubt, Jake. Um, summed it up perfectly there when they get sent down to League Two. And as time goes on, they go through the leagues and, and you see how dominant Celtic were when Rangers get back into the Premier League. You think to yourself, is this ever going to end? It was a doubt in the back of my mind, but it? I think yeah. three years ago, yeah. I think they, they appointed Stephen Gerrard, I think it was the 4th of May, yeah. they got him in. And each season, I've seen progression. Mm. And this season, the pressure was bang on him. Bang on him, bang on his group of players. And I think they've handled that pressure brilliantly. And they thoroughly deserve it. They've, they've absolute ran away with it the only disappointing thing I can say is look at the start of the season you want to win the league title there's no doubt about that you want to add cups yeah. but the bread and butter was winning the league championship the pressure was on Celtic to win 10 in a row and the pressure was on Rangers to go and stop it and they've done it this season and if Rangers had got off to a bad run in the league you wonder how long Stephen Gerrard would have stayed yeah, but it does show you what type of character he was. Sure. I think yeah. when you listen to his interviews at the end of last season, I think there was about a lot of like he went away and um, there, there was, was a wobble, of, wasn't there? Was yeah, a there was, yeah. and I think there was a lot of soul searching. He had to go and really think long and hard mm-hmm. um, what he was going to do, and he's obviously decided, right? Do you know what? This is what I need to make it stronger. The Rangers board have backed him. The players that he's brought in mm-hmm. have made a difference. And also, as Jake just mentioned, players there that have been had criticism in the past, mm. no more than James Tavernier. Um, when he struggled 18 months ago, he was going through a bit of a dip in forum. But it's great to see guys like that. No hide. And yep. that's the biggest thing for me. These guys didn't hide. And he didn't hide, did he? Because his family are still down south and he's come up here for three years. He could have stayed in the safe harbour of Anfield and he didn't because it could have gone wrong for him because it's easy to forget how... He, he knew he, he knew the pressures that were on yeah. him this season he knew yeah. that he had to deliver Aye, if he didn't he, let, let's be honest he, 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 I think he would have walked he would have known himself he's not yeah. the kind of guy who would have said look if I'm not delivering the title this year mm-hmm. I'll either go and resign or I'll be sacked you know if he didn't stop 10 in a row he wasn't starting the new season in August let's be perfectly honest with that something was going to give this season and as we know now it's been Neil Lennon and Celtic something was going to give Stephen Gerrard's got it together he's turned it around he's progressed it they absolutely deserve to be champions it's been a long wait and they'll get their just rewards um, tomorrow and on the flip side you know um, the manager on the other side lost his job yep. 
That's the way it works. It's the turnaround in some of the players that I've been really impressed with. James mm-hmm. Tavernier we spoke about, mm-hmm. Connor Golson, I think it's yeah. been an absolute rock at the back. Mm-hmm. Stephen Davis, there was a couple of question marks. Could Devil go on and continue this mm-hmm. sort of form that he showed towards the end of last season? He's been absolutely immense in the middle of the park. I think Ryan Kent has brought something um, to the party in terms of consistency. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt he's got all the attributes to be a top player. The levels of consistency he showed over the last two or three months has been brilliant. Morelos has improved. Mm-hmm. Alan McGregor's been a man, so he's had some big players uh, and they've produced big moments this season. And Jake Morelos, much more of a team player, isn't he? I mean, he still gets the goals, but not as many as before, but he has uh, given you a shift this season. Oh, aye. It's, it's, you've seen, like, obviously, past couple of years, he's reaching that 28, 29, 30 goal a season mark. This, this season is nowhere near that, but you saw the just I think replicated it on Wednesday night was it against Livingston when mm. obviously Kent Tavernier plays that brilliant ball over Kent maybe should have went for it himself plays to Morelos Morelos probably last season and the season before with the cut in his left foot and went for a finesse in the corner but he passed it back to Kent so you're spot on it's, it's sometimes you just need to start thinking about the team rather than yourself and when you start doing that teams start looking at you so well because we all know he wants that move he wants that big dollar move to I don't know with the Premier League or the league I don't know but he wants that and if you if you start playing as a team that's how you get it because we all know he's a goal scorer everyone in the world knows he's a goal scorer but it's how you play that, that's I think that just like I said that Livingston game just summed up how I, he didn't even score did he so that so that's him that's him just laying on for his teammates which which any team in the world would take, take surely We've spoken about it for weeks who was going to be the manager of the year we thought it would be Stephen Gerrard and then a late run there from Callum Davidson mm-hmm. and then we saw that Stephen Clark could could win it as well but it is the Rangers manager You know obviously to receive this award on the back of the one I received a few days ago is really really humbling and flattering and um, I'm pleased but I'm, I'm more pleased uh, for me players and I think the next 24 hours for me it's about stepping back and, and seeing them and being really proud of what they've achieved because they'll give me absolutely anything but if you receive obviously individual accolades along the way I'm really grateful and I'll cherish them and they'll go alongside the ones that I, I, I achieved as a player Barry it brings great attention to the Scottish game Celtic had that factor with Brendan Rodgers Rangers have got it now big time with Stephen Gerrard Yeah 100% and listen he, he come up very inexperienced Rangers it was a gamble there's no doubt about it but it was a, gam- a gamble for me worth taking and it's been proved that the board done the right thing in bringing them here as I said I could see the improvements each year um, and obviously last season coming back off the winter break getting that great result against Celtic at Celtic Park you're thinking right game on here fair play to Celtic they, they ran away with it and then as I say he's went away during the summer he, he's had to um, look hard at what he could improve on he's been allowed to go and do that by bringing in good players make the competition really really high at, at Rangers and I think for the word go certainly in the league campaign they've been absolute magnificent Jake there's some good stuff in the paper today where your manager was saying he can't wait to see Walter Smith and to get a photo with the former Rangers manager uh, with the trophy and I thought it was a lovely touch today in the paper Oh, aye, you're spot on. I hope, hope the big man gets well soon. I've not really heard much information on it. I think they're trying to keep it as five as possible, quite rightly so. But um, yeah. I, I do believe, from what I've heard, um, and Gerard's openly admitted it, that he's he's been in uh, been in contact with Walter Smith quite a lot Which in his great. tenure at Ibrox. Yeah. So I like it's great from both parties because it means Gerard's um, 
not not acting the big man, but he's not yeah. he's not acting trying to get advice off people. Like Wallace Smith is one of the most successful managers in Scotland. Why would you not take mm-hmm. advice off him? Yeah, so, and it also yeah. works both ways from Wallace Smith as well. Obviously, he's seen that like, this guy's a new manager. Mm-hmm. He's obviously great charisma, great guy, but I'm going to give him a wee bit of help here and get Rangers back to where they belong. So it's works for both people. Mm-hmm. That that's so important for me. You've got to tap into the, the minds of, of previous managers who have been successful. That's what they're there for. Um, they've gained the experience they've won they've been through the pressures and he would be crazy not to do it and that's one thing about Stephen Gerrard um, he's very he's very humble when he, he, he speaks that way that he, he can pick up the phone he can speak to Walter Smith I've just seen something that he was speaking to Sir Alex Ferguson exactly. as well hey, that, that's, that's what it's yeah. all about go and tap into the minds of these great managers Kenny Douglas Kenny yeah. Douglas as well but isn't that quite a thing I'm with not sure Alec... the Celtic fans will be happy <laughs> <laughs> but Alec Ferguson but, you know because the Liverpool, Liverpool Man United yeah, wow but do you know yeah. what you've got to learn off these Course. guys these guys are unbelievable managers yeah. they've won yeah, but, but you, you, you look at them Sir Alex what did he do he loved nothing better than sitting down for a cup of tea with Jockstein mm-hmm. or he would say you read his, his stuff going back he would gate crash the the pub down at Hamden that Jock used to go to on a Saturday night for uh-huh. dinner and they would deliberately get in there and say, oh Jock and they'd be tapping into it as a player him, exactly Walter well, Smith tapped yep. into Alec Ferguson Jim yep. McLean tapped into to, to Jockstein that, that's, that's what you do so Stephen Gerrard 20 years from now will be recalling the cups of tea with Walter going round to Kenny Douglas's house the phone calls with Sir Alex and he'll be Brilliant. mentoring the next generation you never stop learning I always say that as a footballer mm. and obviously now as a manager it's great to tap into the minds of these world class managers for me every day is a school day it is even 100%. now Barry you're still learning yeah. 100% still speak to my ex-managers I still go and visit clubs because yep. you never stop learning you can always pick up something uh, from somebody else be your own person mm. but also take bits and bobs for other great managers oh, it's Paul, yeah. it is it's a school day for all and I didn't know Barry kept in touch with Paul Le Guin brilliant I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> may we may we Jake Jake last word to you then what do you want to say just before the break <laughs> you're just excited oh, well, no, yeah. uh, no I'm just I'm just overly excited gotta, gotta let you calm down because I've got a match tonight as well so I need to kind of get right. over that and then okay. and, and to the morder right. um, definitely he's getting booked day. tonight you're getting booked <laughs> tonight <laughs> that's <laughs> a yellow card that's fine that means I can start the bev already if I can go off sent off you know what I mean <laughs> cheers Jake thanks for calling <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show Talking football first Listen live weeknights from 5 So across Glasgow in the West tonight You're looking not too bad on the M8 Eastbound You've got slow traffic from Junction 26 for Hillington Through to Junction 16 for Craycall With a travel time of 25 minutes And that is not helped by the ongoing roadworks At the Woodside Viaduct And if you're going westbound You've got 10 minute queues Between Junction 14 for Fruit Market And Junction 18 for Charing Cross in Mulgay, Glasgow Road is closed in both directions due to roadworks from the Burnbury Roundabout to Auchenhowie Road and High Street is still closed in both directions due to an unsafe building between Ingram Street and George Street and traffic is coping well. Elsewhere, you get temporary traffic lights and roadworks on Kirk and Telk Road before Bishop Briggs train station. You have temporary traffic lights on the Gallagate at Abercrombie Street and in Clydebank, you have temporary traffic lights and roadworks on Cobowie Road and Dumbarton Road passing Chandler's Bar. Your public transport is running well at the moment and that's you up to date on go. Go Radio Football Show Friday evening. Remember, we're on tomorrow afternoon. We're on from midday until three. Stephen Cragen is here, John Hartson too. And then we're on on Sunday with Barry and Mark. We're on till seven tonight. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Rangers will be presented with the trophy after the match with Aberdeen tomorrow at Ibrox. Celtic will be at Hibs. And, uh, well, 
Manager, interim manager John Kennedy was asked today any word uh, on the impending arrival, the expected arrival of the next boss, which most people think is going to be Eddie Howe. Uh, no, I haven't, apart from hearing it from probably your, your, your guys. Um, so again, it's a lot of speculation. You know, nobody spoke to me in terms of what the plans are for next season uh, with the new management set up. So I don't know who they're talking to. I don't know who the, the options are. And the club are obviously working through that and they'll they'll confirm that uh, whenever the time's right. Well, there's been so much speculation, Mark Guidi. It seems to be, it's expected it's going to be announced Eddie Howe. What, next week? Yeah, it seems to be, Paul. I can remember <laughs> what we were well, we sitting here five, six weeks ago and we were, you know, we were, we were on red yeah. alert. Um, yeah, what's my hunch? My hunch is that Celtic might announce something on Monday and Eddie Howe paraded on Tuesday but Paul I need to emphasise that's that's a hunch we we definitely don't know it has been kept very very much indoors well we're on the line now is Eddie Toner from the Celtic Trust and Eddie I believe you were in talks with Celtic during the week and with the new chief exec Don Mackay good evening Eddie good evening guys is that true that you were was that that a Zoom call or was it face to face yeah it was a a teams meeting uh, teams yeah with the with the the established Celtic supporters organisation. Effectively, it was a follow-up meeting from a meeting uh, that we had last June with the club, with the same group, mm-hmm. uh, supporters organisations. Uh, one of the things that came up in the meeting last June was the question of the season ticket renewals and what Celtic were actually selling us for, for the season just gone. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly, last June, we were in a position where nobody really knew what was on sale because we didn't know what the situation was going to be, if stadiums were going to open up, yep. crowds were going to be allowed. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously that transpired that you know, we never get in at all all yeah. season. You know, at the meeting in June last year, uh, the club had said to us that, you know, they were going to take it away and look at the, the situations that unfolds. We have you coming back to the fans we to talk about, you know, giving back some added value mm-hmm. to the season ticket, given so, the fact that well, we're going to be missing some games. So mm-hmm. so last week's meeting was basically a follow-on from that. And what are they going to do? Is there a plan? Uh, surprisingly, we, we, we don't know at this right. stage. And that's the big disappointment which came out of the meeting. Mm-hmm. We were led to believe that the meeting uh, on Tuesday there was basically to be a consultation mm-hmm. Uh, that we were going to hear from the club in terms of what their plans were going into the new season and how they were going to reward the fans for sticking with them throughout last season. Uh, but we were astonished that they, they came with no proposals whatsoever. And in actual fact, they kicked off the meeting by asking us what our proposals were. Okay. Now, one of the things we as the Celtic Trust formally proposed to the club in February this year was that one way sort of a bridge-building exercise, if you like, was it was for the club. We asked the club formally to issue, you know, some compensation by way of shares to all season ticket holders. Now we thought that would have been a fairly low-cost exercise for the club, you know, given the nature of the you know the COVID financial hit and stuff like that. We're not really in the business of looking to take massive amounts of money out of the club or hurt the club financially. And we thought that was an ideal solution that, you know, they would have really recognised the fans' contribution and rewarded the fans. Uh, Peter Lovell told us at the meeting there on Tuesday that they wanted to speak to us privately about that. Uh, so we haven't had a, a, a formal decision mm-hmm. on that yet. But uh, but we, we're astonished that a year down the line, the club mm-hmm. 
team so far out of Kilter with the fans and, and I can't believe that they haven't actually thought about what it, what, it, what it is they're going to do on the back of last mm-hmm. season Mark it, just uh, a couple of questions for you Eddie it's Mark Goody here just um, first one um, what's your kind of take on your, your fellow supporters how many of your for, for what about you know your normal season tickets your, your five six hundred pound um, seats how many of the you know the, the 40 odd 50,000 do you think will renew again without any guarantees or whatever and, and secondly was Don McKay on that call do they say uh, if he was um, what was your first impressions of, of Don McKay as a, as a new chief executive yeah okay well I take your first point uh, I mean it's hard to say how many people are going to renew because there's sure. still a lot of imponderables we don't know yeah. if we're going to be getting back into the stadiums next season yet mm-hmm. we don't know what in what numbers uh, we also don't know yet what you know there may be some people sitting back there waiting on the announcement to the management team and to see how the squad's going to be shaping up you know I'm pretty sure you know a large chunk of fans will renew regardless yeah. and, you know yeah, but 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 will it be 53,000 if we've we been asked again to pony up our cash at it mm-hmm. you know we know guarantees mm-hmm. again into the stadium and stuff like that I would very much doubt mm-hmm. it on the back of the last season, and I'm not particularly talking about what happened on the pitch last season, I'm talking about the disconnect between mm-hmm. the guys that are running the club now uh, and, and the ordinary supporters. You know, people are unhappy. There's a lot of discontent out there. There's, there's a big disconnect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and um, I know social media is not a real world, yep. real world, but if you're mm-hmm. going to gauge it by the comments in social media, then there's a hell of a lot of people sitting there waiting to see. They're waiting to see if Peter Lowell's definitely leaving. They're waiting mm-hmm. to see who the new manager's going to be. So, you know, yep. the board have a, a, a big job in their hands in trying to push. You know, they're going to, it was easy to sell 53,000 last, last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going into what we hoped was going to be a historic season. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and people were, were still riding in the wave in nine in a row and stuff like that. We don't have that this season, so they have a job sure. in their hands. So yeah. it has been a time that nobody has ever known. Barry, I, I think you always believe that most of the fans will sign up at Celtic or Rangers. They'll want their season ticket. They'll be desperate to get back, and they want to follow their team. Yeah, I, I firmly believe that over ninety percent of Celtic fans will renew yep. their season. But mm-hmm. whether there's a manager, whether they've been unhappy, listen, it's been the amount of success Celtic have had over the last mm-hmm. nine years has been. Let's be honest with you, it's been. Unbelievable, um, real disappointment on and off the pitch. But I'm sure that the real Celtic fans will go and still pay for their season book because it's been a hard year, tough financially, not just yeah. for football. Sorry, but Barry, but you said the real Celtic fans will pay. You know, if you don't renew your season ticket, I don't think you can be accused of not being a real Celtic why would fan. You, why you... would you not renew if you're a, a Celtic fan? Well, you might not be able to afford it, right? Or you might be absolutely. Right, right, but I was just about to say that. Yeah, but right, yeah. I was just about to say that. Yep. I mean, I, you know, I, I think I think there is a tranche of fans out there that will renew regardless. Uh, yep. You know, and there, and there isn't any doubt about that. I'm not sure I share Barry's optimism that it's as much as 90% of the current season. We have 53 but I can, Eddie, I can only go with the people I know yeah, that but, I've spoken well, to who are Celtic fans, my mates, and listen, yeah, but, they've been but, disappointed but, it's been hard times for them, but they'll try their best to, to renew. 90%, Barry, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, well, who knows? Exactly. I don't know, I'm, you know. You, when, you only have to remember that you only have to go back four years ago when Celtic closed the top tiers in their stands because the season ticket holders knew that was in the middle they were running eighty nine mm-hmm. in a row. Mm-hmm. So, so I, you know, in terms of the hardcore and the people who are going to renew regardless, I don't think the idea that it's 
50,000 people at Celtic and 45,000 people at Rangers. It's just, that's just not true. You know, there are people that are what you would call, you know, the floating fans, if you like. Yeah. They are still Celtic fans, but whether they commit to, you know, the commitment to a season ticket, it's not always 53,000. It's not always. You can't be taken for granted. You know? I no. think that's your message, yeah. Yeah. Eddie. No, you can't absolutely. take the Celtic fans for granted. You can't take any season ticket holder for granted you can't take anybody in the business club for granted that are putting in thousands and, and thousands of pounds as you say there's a real selling job here Celtic have got to show um, something positive for the fans to buy into and that starts with the appointment of the new manager and then it works down to some players that are going to come in and, and catch the imagination of the supporters and then but I think there'll be a number of supporters waiting to be convinced I don't think it's just a case of they'll pay five or six hundred pounds blind because if that was the case Paul mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree Eddie the season ticket campaign would have been launched by now mm-hmm. and it hasn't has it no, no. Uh, I yeah, think yeah. Celtic season tickets are normally in sale by for, uh, by the end of mid April end of March mid April mm-hmm. uh, we're sitting here now well into yeah. well into May and have no put them out no I can understand that they're clearly waiting to, to, to get their manager over the line whoever that may be did they not tell you, Eddie? No clue. No. <laughs> but if they can afford well, yeah. it, which I was about to say about yeah. three or four minutes ago, yeah. I'm more than positive that the Celtic fans will support their club. I agree with you. I think honestly we will. do I, believe I, that. If they can. I yeah. know it's been tough, people yeah. have lost jobs. Yeah. And Mark was <laughs> ready to have a pop at me. Yeah. Until I was about to say, if they can afford mm-hmm. it, I'm sure they will go and buy it. Mark, if they can afford it. I don't think it's as quite as simple as that. No, I, I, I know I Celtic I, fans I, as well, season ticket holders, that can afford it, but are, are absolutely in, in no mood at this moment in time to commit until they, they see a proper picture of where the club is going. Short, just short term, just yeah. see, by the way, who's a manager? Mm. What are we doing? You know, we've director of football, chief scout, really? captain, yeah. goalkeeper, centre half, centre forward. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's, I think there's a, there's a number of people that are just like, listen, they love their club. Mm-hmm. They'll always be Celtic fans for, for sure, but asking them to go and just blindly hand mm-hmm. over £600, there's a number that I know that are not in a mood to do it at the moment, and there's a number that I know will do it regardless. So they're looking for the Celtic finish bottom of the league. So the, so the ones that won't, are they looking for a guarantee of success? No, they're, 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 looking, they're looking to see the man, where, where's the club? Where's the club going, Paul? And at the moment, they're just naturally they've just not been impressed with the past nine months and as Eddie says it's not just about not winning ten in a row mm-hmm. it's about off the park as well and the leadership at the club yeah, there is a disconnect mm. you can hear what Eddie's saying there's a sure. clear disconnect between the board and the fans who for me are so important to football clubs mm-hmm. and it's happening in a lot of clubs isn't it we're seeing it in England Obviously, I think it's an important part of it I think yeah. that there has been Man to, United yeah, yeah. You, you see there's 30 happening. million quid riding on it yeah. Yeah. 30 million yeah, pound of, of season ticket money mm-hmm. and Eddie what about the second question so Don Mackay um, Don Mackay yeah, was Don Mackay was present at the meeting uh, he introduced himself uh, I mean I think I'm not going to be judging Don Mackay in the performance here a minute to introduce sure. himself sure. you yeah. know he's clearly in there at the moment uh, shadowing yeah. Peter Lowell yeah. so Peter Lowell very much looms large in the foreground of everything at the moment so you know Dominic, Dominic Mackay hasn't started the job yet so be, sure. you know I'm not going to pass judgement on him on the basis I'm not, uh, Eddie I wasn't you know, asking you to pass judgement what, I, what uh, I asked was Eddie my question was what were your first impressions that's, I'm not asking you to pass judgement just your first impressions my, my, my first impressions were that he, he, he sounded a very affable guy he spoke uh, about wanting to improve communication at the club he realised there's a bit of work to be done across a lot of the departments in the club so 
the proof will be in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm confident that Don McKay knows what he's taking on. <laughs> Yeah. Eddie, what's your take? Oh, there's so much said about Scott Brown, and so there should be. What he's done for Celtic, 618 games, uh, is it 12 domestic trophies, everything that he's done. What about John Kennedy as well? Because he's been speaking about the captain, but tomorrow probably is his last game, uh, certainly in charge at the club. Will he be there? And what would you want to say about John Kennedy? John Kennedy's obviously been at Celtic since he was a very young lad. You know, he came through the ranks as a player, suffered a horrific injury. Mm -hmm. You know, he's been involved in the coaching staff and made a contribution. John Kennedy was involved in, you know, the youth youth set-up, bringing players through. He he was involved with the first team uh, during a a successful nine-in-a-row quadruple treble campaign. So John Mm -hmm. Kennedy's played his part, there isn't any doubt about that. And if John is leaving the club, then he goes with my best wishes, Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm sure the wishes he... Most of the Celtic supporters. He was uh, some player, wasn't he? It, Barry, it was such yeah, a shame what happened. It was a shame what yeah. happened um, during the actual international game. Friendly. Um, there was no doubt John Kennedy was going to be a a very good centre half. And I, I'll be honest with you, since he's took the job, I know he's had a couple of tough results, but I think he's handled himself really well, John Kennedy. I think he speaks well. Um, and it might be the time, the time might be right, sorry, should I say, that John Kennedy goes away and and does his own bit and goes and he's a manager and he's his own right at another club and then someday you might see him back at Celtic because I know quite a lot of people speak really highly of him mm-hmm. as a coach yep. Eddie final thought then so you've been in the meeting what would you say to Celtic fans listening or indeed any of the leaders at the club who might well be listening here on Go Radio what would you say to them because surely there's Martin. a plan which is about to be revealed surely but what would you say to them my, my, my message to the guys that are running the club is, is that you can't take the fans for granted any longer. The days of people being asked just to stump up money regardless uh, are gone. I would also say um, from the Celtic Trust perspective, we have put what we believe is a, is a fantastic bridge-building proposal to the club in terms of your share proposal. We would ask them, you know, and we've done that formally as a group of shareholders. The Celtic Trust is basically made up of, you know, not only season ticket holders, but we're all... Anyone who's a member of the Celtic Trust is a member is a shareholder in Celtic. We have put a proposal to them formally, and we did that in, in February. We're asking that they respond to that positively. They come back to us sooner rather than later. One thing that did come out of the mm-hmm. meeting the other day was that they told us that the season ticket renewals will be out by the end of May. Right. You know, Two weeks' time. That, that yep. tells you that that tells you that there's going to be significant movement in. The next two appointments weeks. and the start of the rebuild and stuff like that. So we would ask that by the end of May they come back to you as positively as well in terms of the proposal we use the trust put for them. Time when we all go back together again, at time mm-hmm. we put Celtic back to where we be able to leave it, where we think they belong. Last year was a blip. Let's get it on again for next season and, and we can all get back into the grounds and all, you know, start supporting our team again. That's what we're looking forward to. You've just got half the city and half the west of Scotland saying there, I write or go on, Eddie. <laughs> Barry, this is it, the fascinating thing, you know, is it the Stephen Gerrard Rangers era now? Or, you know, is that it over for Celtic for a while? Or are Celtic going to bounce back next season under Eddie Howe? That's why we love the football in the west of Scotland. Can't Celtic are hurting, yeah. there's no yeah. doubt about it. It's the start of a new era for Celtic. It'll be interesting to see who the manager is, when he's appointed, what players he brings in. And Rangers have had a great season, obviously, by winning the league. Um, and seeing who Rangers are going to build. I'm looking forward to, to next season. It's going to be a... Can Rangers go and retain it? Or can mm. Celtic go and... and 
get it back Eddie thanks very much for calling we'll speak to you in the coming weeks hopefully I wouldn't touch the dial I'd stay tuned early next week but the thing is we don't know you know but it sounds as though there's going to be news it's Rangers weekend as champions and then is it the start of the rebuild we'll find it's going to be fascinating you'll hear it here first on Go Radio The Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from five Breaking news as Glasgow goes into level three. What's it going to mean for the cup final? Just checking the news coming in. And it looks as though Jason Leach has said, the National Clinical Director, that uh, the crowd, it's only 600, but getting into the cup final, that could be in serious doubt. Apparently that's the, the breaking news I'm giving you now, Mark. Yeah, well, I mean, if this means that Glasgow remains in, in level three for the foreseeable future, then I think, Paul, that you have to be in level two to allow people to travel in and out. So if you potentially got two or three hundred fans from, from Perth, two or three hundred fans from, from Edinburgh coming in to the south side of Glasgow, which we believe south side is a hot spot, um, at the moment then um, yeah it's in it's a major doubt so we could have an announcement any time now because I know that Hibs and St Johnston are in the process of starting to or they've made decisions and now they're going to start putting the, the, the decision um, uh, putting the process in place to give supporters um, tickets so um, we need to we need um, some clarity and we need it uh, quickly but I, I, and it's I, look I know it's about people's health yep. I get it yep. but it's it's a shambles yeah we do need to be careful. There's never been anything like this. It is a pandemic. A virus is out there. We've got to be so careful. I'd hate to be in charge making the decisions. So we'll bring you more news that's coming. But they're now saying that, uh, yeah, it's in doubt whether or not fans will get in for the cup final. It's not confirmed just yet, but it looks like it. And then you've got to say, we're only a month away from uh, the Euros, which the news today was there's 2,000 fans for the Czech Republic game. There's 2,000 for, it's 1,980 odd, just call it 2,000 for the Croatia game. And uh, we'll have to wait and That's see. That's the first it. thing yep. that came to my mind. Yeah. Obviously, with the Scottish Cup final being affected, mm. is that now going to affect the Scotland games, mm. um, the Croatia and Czech Republic game? Hopefully not. As we just um, seen there, I think it's just under two thousand yeah. fans will be allowed into their games. Um, so we just need to wait and see. I know health is uh, important, um, but I feel sorry for the the three hundred um, fans mm. from both. St Johnson and mm. Hibernian who maybe have had the chance to get to a game when they've not been in 13 or 14 months That's a good point and listen for everyone try and stay off the streets tomorrow Stephen Gerrard has spoken to the Rangers fans so I know it's huge you said it during the week Barry yeah, you've got, th- to, yeah, got to listen to. celebrate in your back garden have a couple of beers yeah. um, but don't be going out and it's been a clear message from Rangers mm. um, which has been good to see from Rangers as a club and obviously the manager mentioning um, to stay yep. safe that's the most yep. important thing and you've got to remember yep. if if Rangers supporters don't follow the guidance and request from a club you're defying your own football club yep. you're defying your own manager and you don't want any negativity <clears throat> in what is the the, the the best day in a decade of the club so enjoy it let the headlines in tomorrow night and Sunday and Monday be all about winning the trophy in James Tavernier and uh, Stephen Gerrard and getting you know breaking a hundred points etc etc. Don't spoil it for your club and make it all about fans congregating in, in large numbers in George Square or, or whatever it may be. The the message is clear, and I'm sure Rangers supporters will follow it. Because it will yep. be difficult. Of They'll course, be desperate. We know that. Um, but what you don't want is um, you don't want people getting into trouble or, or something happen yep. um, further down the line. And and Rangers as a club. To be fair, and Stephen Gerrard, I've sent out a, a clear message. Clear. Yep. 
Let's go on the lines. Craig is on a Rangers fan. Craig, we haven't spoken to you for some time. You're in Canada. Craig, um, well, congratulations as a Rangers fan. How are you going to celebrate tomorrow in Canada? Oh, look, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll take it pretty easy there. I'd, I'd rather just remain in control of my uh, my elements and uh, and uh, enjoy it for how it is. I'll be looking forward to watching the, the Rangers-Aberdeen game and just seeing Tav lift the, the trophy at the end there. It'll be a, a good, uh, what's the word, a, a, a good uh, end to the last, say, 10 years of uh, following the team from, uh, you know, back in Division 3 all the way back up there sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. no, it'll be, it'll be enjoyable to watch uh, watch it all take place. Jake, but I just had a, yeah. I had a few couple of comments there. Uh, I was just listening to, I'll mention first, I want to talk about the, the lad that was just speaking uh, on, uh, from the Celtic Trust there a second ago about the, the renewal of their season tickets. Now, look, I'm a Rangers fan. I, 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 mean, I say this with respect. I, I don't care if Celtic supporters renew or don't renew their, mm-hmm. their season tickets. I say that with a smile and, re- and with respect, you know, a good, healthy banter. Um, but, but I think back to when Rangers, uh, you know, were, we, we call it whatever you want, but we, we were back in uh, Division Three back in 2012 there, mm-hmm. and you're playing against, you know, Elgin and Manham Athletic and yep. Brecon City and you name it. And there's 50,000 people turning up to Ibrox and, and it galvanised the support and it galvanised the the, the, the the people supporting the team. And it was a really, you know, we, we stood strong and dug the hills in and, and look where we are now. And and, and the, the support's been there the whole way through. And I say this as a rhetoric question, but as a Celtic supporter, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to go and buy a, a season ticket and support your team? I mean, the the talk of, uh, you know, I understand it's coin, and, and, and you, but, but at the end of the day, you know, like I think Barry. The reason why I want to call it Barry, you're too nice. I remember you as a player, and you're just too nice now. You know, um, you, you give them too much there, mate. And uh, and I, and I really think you know, if if this if the shoe was on the other foot, we'd be getting leathered. And and at the end of the day, I I, I sincerely believe if the, if the shoe was on the other foot, there'd be so there'd be range of supporters lined up there to buy their season ticket to show support to actually show the support to say you know what we are a Rangers fan we'll stick by the club it doesn't matter whether it's Soonest Walter Smith mm-hmm. Advocate Paula Gwen Craig I don't, know, I, I don't know if you, you heard me correctly that's what I said the Celtic I fans I, 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 that's what I'm saying you're too nice Barry you should just stick the boot in sometimes you're just too you're too conservative you're just, mate you're just whatever I know I know what you were like as a player just I, I wish we could take you take I, the, the, the the aggression you showed as a player and bring it across to, to the radio there, mate. Just, I don't follow uh, what you're saying, no, Craig. I'm, I'm sorry. not getting you either, mate. I'm not getting you at all. But you're basically I saying too nice. But too nice about what? Oh, look, I'm just just you, you. I think you. I get asked a question. I get asked a question. Do I think Celtic fans will buy season books next season? And my answer was, I do. Yes, so I, what's, I what's been what nice saying. about that? No, not just on today, Barry. But just I'm, 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 I'm trying to give you. Right, a get, right, get that. No, but give con- me other, other um, bits then. Oh, look, mate. Look, if I, if I was, to, I'd have to go through all the, the previous shows and all the rest of it. I just, I just, I just think you, you're too nice there in regards to when it comes to, you know, any debate on on Rangers and Celtic. There, you, 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 I think you're too nice. I just think you're too nice. That's all. You know, like you, I, there's, there's, there's situations there where. Sometimes you you know you just I, I don't think you, you should lay the boot in a bit more. That's all. I don't mean that nicely. I'm just talking about the banter. I'm really... Doesn't sound like it, Craig. Though it sounds as though because Barry's point was that Rangers fans there were what fifty thousand, as you said. We were talking about Celtic at that point. I was going to go on about it again later to say that is what happened. The Rangers fans turned out. They went down the divisions. They were there. It was mm. sold out. And that's the point that Barry was making, Craig. He was saying, I think most of the Celtic fans should do the same. 
But um, listen, you're, oh, look, look. you're entitled to, of course, your opinion as well. What was your other point? Oh, look, I was actually going to ask Barry there. And again, sorry, Barry, if I've offended you, mate, no, no disrespect there. I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll, you're all a right, great great. Rangers person. But, but um, so, yeah, no, 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 too no, nice. no, 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 my other point is just with regards to Barry as, a, as the manager of Kelty there. What's his, what's his thoughts there on, on uh, the proposal there for, for Rangers B teams and Celtic B team to come through in, into the uh, Lowland League and, and potentially maybe, you know, work their way through into the, into the, into the system? I like the idea of, of B teams um, been in the pyramid system, but I do believe, Craig, they should have started at the, the bottom end of the pyramid, tier six, and then worked their way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a great learning curve for these young players to go and play against them um, because there's some decent teams Craig I'll be honest with you some good facilities good infrastructures um, so I think it will benefit the younger players coming through Rangers system to then go on and maybe have a, a better opportunity to make it into the Rangers first team but I, I like the idea but I don't like the idea of going in straight into the Lone League. I thought they should have maybe have started um, in Tier 6 because uh, I feel it's a bit unfair on other teams in, in Tier 6. There's three or four clubs who have got great facilities, who have invested a lot into the into their playing staff. Um, so I feel a bit for them um, and I get the reason why they have been angered by the decision to let them into the Lone League. But I think in a whole, and as in, in general as a football fan, I think it will be great for the young players. Mark, what do you feel? Yeah, I've, I've been speaking to Barry um, about it, speaking to um, yep. Bob Malcolm about it as well, and I, I just want to see something that, that tests the young players. And Paul, I, I go back to the to, to the days, and we, we all know that when you know it was a, you know, if it was Celtic v Aberdeen or, or Rangers v Dundee United, the Ibrox or Parkhead, then the wait, the, the reserves were at Tannadice yep. or Petardry at three <laughs> o'clock at the same time, and I was I was lucky enough to be part of that. Sometimes, and that's what made her. That's what you find out if you were going to, you know, get to a level now. You know, playing these, you know, glamour, if you call, you know, friendlies you know, under twenty yep. level. For me, it, it, it doesn't do anything. And I'm not saying we're not producing kids, but I think if you're a coach at Rangers or a coach at Celtic, you will get a measure more of of a, a teenager's mentality and ability to to handle something. Because Barry said the Lowland League, he knows better than me, obviously. The Lowland League's com- competitive, you know, there'll, there'll be no yeah. half measures yeah. given those boys will need to grow up yeah, quickly. Matt, the only thing I don't like about about it is they can't, it's a, it's a one-year pilot yeah. s- system that they're doing. I would rather these clubs come in and try and go for promotion, mm-hmm. play for something. They're basically, if they go and they win every game, they sit top of the league, they don't get promoted. Great. It's second top that'll go into the next division. So that's the only thing I don't like about it. As a young player, you've got to have pressures put on you mm-hmm. to go and win games of football if you can't win the league you get into the playoffs and then sometimes you may be struggling down the bottom of the league you might get relegated so you need to have different pressures put on these young players Barry thank you for that Craig enjoy your weekend the news is coming next oh. um, we'll speak to you soon cheers all the best cheers thank you cheers I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy Gary what a job you did out there today oh, it, was, it was unbelievable you saw the customers faces when that boiler went in it was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. 
The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Hebs against St Johnson. More about that shortly and the danger of whether or not there'll be any fans. That was the breaking news. Before six, we brought to you here on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Huge weekend for Rangers and we're in the presence of Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers captain, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney, loads of your calls coming in and Stephen Jarrett's been speaking about the fans and saying, please stay away tomorrow. Players have seen it with their own eyes, the support that the, the, the team have given them, not just in the stadium in the previous years. We obviously all knew it was going to be a unique year, but players read the news and what goes on. They know that we sold incredible amounts of season tickets they know that the fans have to pay to watch certain games they know how many shirt sales there's been so I think there's been a real understanding from the players and we've made it abundantly clear what the fans have had to do to support from afar this year so you know the players are family men a lot of them they understand what the fans have gone through to support the team from afar players want to share tomorrow even though they can't be in the stadium with the supporters they want to raise that cup for them because they're the most important people here and they'll look forward to next season Barry when hopefully we're back in the grounds in big numbers. Hopefully, because the, the fans have been missed. Um, as I said, listen, the, the hard thing is to, in football, Paul, is to win titles. Um, the hardest thing is um, to retain them. And that's what's going to happen next year. Rangers um, need to go and make sure they carry on the great form uh, in the league. Um, 37 games unbeaten. They've got one more to go tomorrow against Aberdeen which I firmly believe they'll go and um, beat Aberdeen comfortably What's your scoreline Barry? I think it'll be 3-4 three, three, yeah. um, I was really impressed with Rangers against Livingston mm. I know Livingston had a couple of chances Paul um, but I thought Rangers attitude was was bang on the button um, on Wednesday night and they, they thoroughly deserved to win um, they looked still hungry when it's easy when you've won a title you take your foot off the gas but look when you listen to the manager speak He's driving them on and when, once uh, the, the guys cross that white line they're driving each other on. Here's Gordon, a Rangers fan. We're going to Lanarkshire to Lark Hall. Gordon, good afternoon, good evening. Hi guys, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I not too much, bad mate, getting there. Yeah, good. Looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, Rangers I'm against Aberdeen. Oh, Gordon yeah. doesn't think I'm too nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all, mate, not at all. No, I was, it was actually, I got a wee question for you, Barry. Obviously, um, I've been going to the games for kind of about 1997, 1998 and that so obviously you were captain for, for me growing up and that uh, so I've seen a lot of the good times and obviously right through the bad times for starting in 2012 I was at that first game uh, up and breaking born the head you know that wasn't the best the novelty kind of wore off of the, the journey I think after that first game so it's been a long road obviously to get here and I'm really really buzzing for the more but I think a lot of folk are can I forget because we're yeah. too busy in the moment but we can really kick on for here and I'm just wondering obviously for the next few seasons and that we get a chance of getting Champions League money and stuff like that we can really kick on and, and win more titles I'm just wondering for next season where do you think we need to strengthen like, who do you think we need to sell like get any kind of players in mind that you think we should be bringing in for it well in, in terms of Rangers strengthening they've obviously brought Sakala and Gordon um, I, I do think he'll, he'll go and look to try and get a, a central midfielder as well because Zungu will go back to his club in France um, I'm only sure Stephen Davis is another year older yeah. um, is he going to be able to play every game is Ryan Jack for me I hope that he's going to come back and recover totally for that um, the knee operation um, but that is one area 
he'll go and look to strengthen and I think centre back I think he'll go and look and try and get a top centre back Gordon right through the spine of the team and in terms of players leaving I hope none of the players leave i.e. a Ryan Kent a Morelos but look money talks if a crazy bid comes in um, I'm sure Rangers need to look at it seriously but one guy if they want to continue um, the dominance they need to keep it's Ryan Kent Ryan Kent for me on his day is the best player in Scotland Gordon I, I don't think you'll disagree will you how good's he been no I definitely agree with that I think Ryan Kent's been outstanding and the thing is when he was brought in for £7 million he has his quiet periods and that and a lot of folk can I take for granted what he does you've just got to look at his numbers and even some of the things he does with the ball it's absolutely brilliant even was it Greg Taylor uh, against Celtic the 4-1 game just uh, just his footwork he's got a lot more in his locker and I think he can get even better and better mm-hmm. and I just hope that we can keep a hold of him I think uh, that was another point I was going to bring up myself was with Ryan Jack we don't know mm-hmm. if he's going to end up kind of injury prone or how serious it is of that obviously the club have kind of kept it to their sale which they've ever right today well, but the, the vibes Gordon are the, the operation was successful and he's going to be back for pre-season um, look the proof will be in the pudding when he steps on that training ground for me I hope he is going to be 100% because I'll be honest with you when Rangers signed him I thought he was going to just be a bit part player a squad player but I've got to be honest each season um, he's been excellent he's he's probably up there with Conor Golson as the most improved yeah. Rangers player he's so important to Steven Gerrard and you've you seen him in the game I don't know if you remember at Hamilton Ackies I think it was 6, 7, 8 weeks ago he left Ryan Jack and Stephen Davis out. He left them on the bench and we struggled that day. And we, 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 yep. we, we felt it, we noticed it. Yep, and the manager says Massively. that he won't make that same mistake. It's either two of them mm-hmm. or one of them needs to play. That's how important they are. Just shows you, Mark, how important it is. A couple of things. You know, Stephen Davis will be a year older. He's been amazing. He's played yeah. so much this year. Ryan Jack, everyone hopes he's back. But um, you just it's, it's slim margins in football. Yeah, it's, and, and it's also about, you know, Rangers does you know, three or four players that will be attracting interest and, and it's up to the Rangers board, you know, at what point do they decide that the financial business model kicks in? You know, so does it kick in now and they think this is an opportune moment to maximise on some of the talent that we've had, like for example, buying Morelos for one and potentially selling them for 15 or 20, mm-hmm. um, buying Ryan Kent for seven and potentially selling them for 20, you know, Glenn Kamara, 50 grand, if he's not going to sign a deal, do they cash in at five, six million for him with a year to go on his deal? I think that's obvious that you've got to do things like that to have a, a proper business model, which the, the plan is. So um, at some point, the Rangers board will look at it and say, yes, we've been successful in the field. Now we need to start looking at this financially and doing the right thing for the club and sometimes doing the right thing for the club as a business does not always marry up which is doing the, the, the best thing for the manager and on the part but you've got to accept that that's the way it works Celtic have had a very successful business model in doing that the past decade and that's what Rangers want to achieve and you achieve that by being successful by marketing your players and them showing their ability it's then about judging whether you think you're getting value for money and bids and there is no doubt that Rangers will have bids several bids for their players to consider which in some respects is frustrating but in other respects it's a sign of of proper progress and and Rangers development as a club Yep I think the three players is Morelos, Kent and people might be surprised at this one I'm going to say I think Golson Do you? Yeah Yeah. I Mm -hmm. think teams will be looking at Conor Golson Martin made a good point Kamara as well He needs Mm -hmm. to decide is he going to sign 
There'll be a deadline on Kamara. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't mm. sign by this this time, um, at the end of the month, say he's going into the final year of his contract, fifty grand, five six million pound. I hope he stays because I think he can get better as well. But you um, start to wonder now, given that he hasn't signed a new contract. Yeah, but as a yep. worry, um, yep. I think the manager has mentioned that he has twice. Yep, yep, um, but not so, for a while. Yep. That that is a concern, but listen, it's one of the ones. If you're not going to commit to a club, mm. you're going into the final twelve month of your contract. You need to go. And a point you made last week: the Champions League's only just over two months away, and that could be thirty million. Rangers could have thirty million coming in if they go through to the yep. group stages. And they've got a, a good opportunity, um, as you says, yep. thirty million pound to get into the kitchen. Yep, exactly. You just said it there into the group stage, and then the yep. winners. Yeah. The title next mm-hmm. season are straight in. Do you think the That's owners a 30 million title yeah. next season? Barry, you're close to it, and you said at the start of the season you didn't think Morellas would go, they didn't have to sell him because when Ruth came in, they will back him. They'll back him. Are they going they to back him again this they summer? They'll back him. They don't have to if sell him. If he sees somebody yep. who's going to make that Rangers 11 stronger, mm-hmm. they will try everything right. to help him out. Mm-hmm. It's that important, Gordon. There you are. That's what you're looking to hear, isn't it? You'd love to retain all of them if you can, or most of them, and also bring in some new players. Ah, uh, definitely. That, that's that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, as Barry said, money does talk. I think a lot of it will depend on whether we do or don't qualify for the Champions League. Because as you say, thirty million pound coming in if we qualify, and if we get that, we don't we don't really need to sell our main assets. And if we can keep keep a hold of them, then. All good and well. If no, if we don't qualify, then they might look to cash in and maybe double, one or two that's, of them. But that's what becomes a double-edged sword, Gordon, because some players might. Uh, I don't mean hang about, and I don't don't take that the wrong way. But you know what I mean, if we get into Champions League, brilliant. I, I, I want to be here. Mm-hmm. I want to be here to hear that music. To be the first Rangers team in over a decade yeah. to be in the Champions League. Um, if you don't qualify then they might think well, do you know what it's time to go now I don't want Europa League again I've won the league and Rangers might think we've not got that 30 million quid from Champions League money we need to we need to sell one or two of our assets and that's how it works it's not what Rangers fans want to hear but that's how business works and football clubs are businesses when Gordon had asked no. about where do they think Rangers need to strengthen mm-hmm. just something came into my head there look obviously um, left back situation yeah with Bassey was a backup with Barisic Haribo played there in Wednesday night and I thought he was um, I thought he was outstanding Um, see that boy what what a what a signing he's been as well from Charlton I don't know what it was free transfer free transfer free transfer Bosman he's one that um, can play on the right side can play centrally Mm -hmm. holding number 10 position he went and played left back it looked like he'd played there all season Gordon, you heard what the manager said about him after the other night. Good players can play really well in the position. Great players can play anywhere. And that's Joe Aribo. Oh, definitely. And that's what I was just going to say there. I think we can see now why Lee Boyer was so upset at the time. Because I don't know if you remember, he made a kind of couple of snide remarks about him going to Rangers. I think it was Scottish football as well, gone because Celtic were sniffing about him and Rangers won the race, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely that, that's what I mean he, he was he was kind of turning his nose up at Scottish football and saying how will he advance his career in that and I mean he's won he's won the league title now he's played European football hopefully next season he'll be playing the Champions League he's scored he's, he's got near game time from uh, his country as well and he's scored a couple of goals I'm sure he scored against Brazil as well so I think we can kind of understand why Lee Boyer was so upset and I think same again with Aribo I think he's got a lot more to offer I was, I was going I to ask Gordon more. it's another one I'd like to hold on to Barry is Aribo a £10 million player now is he yep, down south played. premiership material mm-hmm. you know, within the next year or if so you can see a club down the road if you'd asked me a year previous I'd have said mm, I'm not too sure 
again, he's come up levels this season. And is that the manager making these players better? It's got to be. Listen, you only get better on a training ground, Paul, with a lot of hard work and, and good coaching. Um, and for me, again, he can play in a number of positions, which is, is brilliant for a manager to have a player where he looks the type of boy you could tell him, hey, you need to play up top today, you need to play right back. I don't think he would complain. He'd just go out and do his job. And um, what I, li- I like him in the midfield area. I've got to be honest with you. And one thing he's done this season is add goals. Add goals to his game. Um, and he's won I'm sure clubs down south he's played in League 1 Charlton uh, they obviously won the league um, he's good enough for me to play in the Premier League he's, he's, great, he's a powerful great to watch. he's a powerful very big boy strong. See very ball. strong yeah. 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 You, you can't knock him off the ball he, yeah. he's he's skillful but he's got uh-huh. power he's got power to go with it mm-hmm. and he's came for the lower leagues as well mm-hmm. great story Yeah, have to go and work hard done well went to Charlton um, I think he played level I think tier 7 or tier 8 down in England mm. went, to, went to Charlton done really well and he's come up here I'll be honest even we signed him I wasn't too sure of him mm-hmm. but, you are but as times went on again <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's clear there's been a lot of work done one to one with him and he's he's impressed us Gordon so I was just what to say just at the top there had a wee chuckle did you say you were, up, you were up at Breakin but the novelty of the journey wore off after the first game <laughs> yeah, yeah, is that you saying that was brilliant I love that because <laughs> Player of the year for you then? Who would you who'd you go for? For me, I was really stuck between Alan McGregor and Connor Goldson. Goldson right. because he'd played every minute this season. I mean, that's it's, I think a lot of people don't mm-hmm. realise like how hard that is today. And it's not just that, it's the consistency level and then you look at the amount of goals mm-hmm. we've conceded and how well we've played and uh, so I was stuck between him and then Alan McGregor the amount of times he's made a save and I'm like he's your player of the year every time wow. he pulls off one of these saves I go he's your player of the year well here's here's the manager speaking about Conor Goldson and then we'll get your answer he's been magnificent um, I think as a manager you can only ask your players to be available on a daily basis and be consistent for you. And um, I can't remember a training session. I can't remember a game where his standards have dropped too far below where he's been after the season. He's been so strong. He's been robust. Defended our goal for his life. He's contributed goals. He's been a leader. Uh, he took the baton off James in terms of being the main captain to get us over the line. So I can't speak highly enough for Conor Goldson. So Conor Goldson against Alan McGregor. Remember, you've only lost 13 goals this season. It's phenomenal. Yep. Much of that down. So, Gordon from Lark Hall, what's your decision, Conor Goldson or Alan McGregor? I'll go, I've got to go with Conor Goldson because when I think about it, there's a couple, couple of mistakes for McGregor here and there. No, no, that I'm, no, that I'm complaining, but I really, really can't remember much mistakes for Conor Goldson this season. The amount of work he's put in on the training ground, just not to get injured as well. It shows the amount of work he puts in. He's his stamina, his fitness and stuff like that so I'll go with Conor Goldson Barry you can 
you buy that? I know you yeah, go but, with the Allen still. Yeah, look, see the, the guys that are in the running. Mm. Golson, Tavernier, Davis, Davis. McGregor. Yep. See if whatever one wins it, mm. I, I couldn't complain. Um, but you know my decision, who I think. I, I think yep. Alan McGregor. Think Alan McGregor. Yep. Mark, what's I, your, McGregor, are you I'm still not, hovering? You're no, not sure? no, 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 McGregor for sure. me, 100%. Are you the goalkeeper's I, union? Yeah, I, can't, I, I genuinely, yeah. I'm trying to think. Gordon, you mentioned there McGregor's had one or two uh, mistakes. I'm, I'm genuinely, I, I'm right in my brain. St. I Johnson. Think of St. Johnson. The other uh, week. No, just St. John, there, there was, I can't remember, was there was a couple again, just sometimes he was kind of rooted to the spot. Again, I'm not complaining, the amount of, of good he's done is out, done the bad, but it was just a couple of times he was kind of rooted to the spot. But again, that's me just been picky. I'm not a goalkeeper. I don't, no. uh, wait, that might have looked a bit more. Yeah. might have looked a bit easier yeah. to me than it actually was so that, that's all I'm putting across there can I just say uh-huh. they've yeah. got a very good backup John McLaughlin you impressed I, I, the other I, night I, yep. I, again look every time he's played obviously Alan was injured at the start of the season the big man came in and replaced him um, I thought he looked uh, yeah. decent good yep. yeah. and good again yep, he was a good keeper good. went down to Sunderland yep. done really well at Sunderland so the good thing about Rangers there as well, they've got, for me, the best goalkeeper in the country mm-hmm. by a, a, a long, a long, yeah. long way. Um, and he's got a, a brilliant backup. It was the Xander Clark moment, but it's not just the keeper, was it? It's Do you blame Alan McGregor for that? No, no, the defe- he was raging about it. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he's, oh God. he's blaming <laughs> Alan McGregor for that. <laughs> no, no, I blame the defence. <laughs> he was raging, uh, that's what I remember. He gigs your phone. He, he hates uh, it. Paul's blamed you for the Scottish Cup defeat. Gordon, thanks for that call. Speak to you soon. No problem. Cheers, at all. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Thanks to Chris for the traffic and the travel. Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Remember, we're on tomorrow, 12 till 3. The kickoff tomorrow for the games is 12.30. Rangers against Aberdeen. Title day for Rangers. Hibs against Celtic. It's the last match for Scott Brown. And St. Johnson against Livingston. And then we're on on Sunday, 12 o'clock kickoffs. Motherwell against Ross County. Hamilton, they're down more or less against Kilmarnock. And St. Mirren against Dundee United. For John Kennedy in charge for the last time tomorrow against Hibs, uh, he's been speaking about the match and looking forward to his final game. And we'll hear from him in a moment or two because I'm going to go on the lines now. Liam, a Celtic fan, is available uh, and he's there. Hi, Liam. Hi, guys. How are we? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you feeling? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Okay, yeah. Um, We'll hear from John Kennedy in a second or two about the match tomorrow. Uh, How are you feeling about it? You just want to get this season out of the way and find out what's happening next season? Yeah, definitely. I think the next week or two we'll find out. I think Geddy Howe will get announced. I'm quite sure that he'll be the next man to take over Celtic. It's all about getting this rebuild started. If it's not him, I'll tell you, there's uh, there'd be a massive surprise. It sounds like here's John Kennedy speaking about tomorrow. Um, again, we'll have a few bodies and a couple of younger players around it as well uh, in terms of the the squad. But we want to be strong. Everybody's in a good place. Everybody wants to be part of it. You know, in terms of this kind of period we've had, everybody still wants to play their part. So we'll have a good team out, and we'll see how the game goes. There maybe be some opportunities for somebody to come on as well. So uh, we'll still, as I said, go strong try and finish well, try and take on a performance from the other night, build on that and try and get another good result. Karamoko Dembele got his first goal the other night. Liam, is he one you'd like to see stay? Oh, I definitely, I think 
this season coming up especially we've got to see him in a wee bit more action uh, I think this is our last chance to maybe nail down a big contract on him uh, you saw for the 10 minutes he got to, he got to play there um, during the week there's something exciting about him mm-hmm. Barry is he is he big enough for Premiership football? I don't buy into the, the size thing mm. I don't care if you're, you're four foot five mm. um, for me there's no doubt the guy's got some ability yeah. uh, I've just been I've thought about him over the last couple of months wondering where he's he's been or where he's went to um, obviously still been playing with the, the 20s or 21s um, but look there's no doubt you can see the, the guy has got fantastic ability he broke onto the scene a few years ago and everybody was thinking he was going to be the one to come in and, and yep. make a big difference mm-hmm. where he, he's kind of he, he's maybe his career's went a bit sideways but he's still about he's shown he's come on he scored the goal um, but and maybe they've protected him and uh, yeah but sometimes you've got to do that as, as young players um, Rangers did that with you when you were a really young boy there didn't they yeah but physically I wasn't ready you get frustrated because you can't get a chance but sometimes when you get older you realise the reason why they've done it because yeah. physically if I get put into the team at 17 I would have got eaten up mm-hmm. um, there's, there's no doubt about it so I had to wait another year to have physically matured uh, and then eventually got my chance but Dembele there's no, there's no doubt I think his contract's actually up as well in the summer or has yeah. he got one year one left year. Yep. Um, so listen it's a big season for him mm-hmm. is he going to make that breakthrough and, and become a regular or is he go, you only going to see him towards the end of the seasons the thing is there should be a really good opportunity for him because if, if the number of players depart that we expect to depart and it'll be difficult to get loads of, so if it's going to be Eddie Howe we're assuming that it is that you're saying okay D- Dembele okay, there's a bit of talent I've got to work with you know there's something that me and my staff can go and get into his head get into his mindset get him on the training pitch and and, and work with him um, I mean look at look what happened to James Forrest when Brendan Rodgers took over yeah. they worked with him even though James Forrest at that time would have been 24-25 mm-hmm. so they worked with him and I was there on Wednesday night and just on James Forrest Paul Barrett he looks so fresh yeah so energetic, skillful, hungry, and I'm thinking all day long in the Scotland squad. There's absolutely no doubt all day long um, in that Scotland squad. But to get back to the point about Dembele, massive season for him. This could be the one, well, probably will be the one that, that in terms of his Celtic career, will make a break him. I remember, sorry, I remember when he broke onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my mates in Texas says, "Go and watch this, this guy on YouTube." Another Dembele. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the yeah. things he was doing, I think it was we we they were away in a tournament somewhere, yeah. and then there was mm. clips of him playing with Scotland, with Scotland mm. um, and whatever. Because I know he's played with England as well, mm. and he's he's been about. But listen, he's got some yeah. ability. We just mentioned there, he's into the final twelve month of his contract. That's a big season. This is the this could be the making of his career. The young guy, Liam. What else are you thinking? What are you looking to see for next season? I think obviously we are going to have a lot of departures. Um, I think we're going to lose the league side. Edward and stuff like that so are I you think, okay about that so is it time for him to go you know I think there's two sides of me I saying let him go just let's start a new chapter he's been great for us but his head wasn't in this in it this season and then the other side of, side of me thinking well, a new manager fresh, could freshen him up could mm-hmm. bring him back to life the way he was with Rodgers so I don't know it's a difficult one um, but he's probably but going, isn't he? Time to go. What are you getting for Edward going into the final 12 month of your contract? His contract, 15. sorry. But you'll be, what you want, Celtic want a an option. So, so oh, Leicester right. are definitely sniffing around. Aston Villa mm-hmm. are sniffing around. West Ham are, are, are sniffing around. There's mm-hmm. two or three clubs looking at Tammy Abraham, a, 
a Chelsea, but you're talking 35 to 40 million from him. So eventually, whoever does they get him when it's mm. too rich, you work your way down the list, don't you? And then Edward will start appearing on uh, on different like he could end up on the on the list of Bournemouth. Okay. If yep. they go up, sure. you know, Watford going up. So I think you'll probably will, will nudge towards the 20 million mark. Right. 23 goals. Okay, Liam, who else? Uh, well, I've seen a few reports today. I mean, obviously, I think there's a few players in the club that Celtic supporters do want to move on. You've got Alicia, Tom Rodgick, your Ryan Christie's. These are the players that have been good to us, but in the supporters' eyes, their time's up at Celtic. And I just think, I agree, I think we need something fresh, something new. Uh, to bring us back to where we belong. Well, what's the issue with, with the Celtic fans with, with Ryan Christie? Uh, well, Liam, you're a Celtic fan. What do you feel? Is it the fact that some is it of because the, he's no signed a, a new contract, or is it Liam the way he's been playing? For me, it's it's down to his, his gameplay and his style. I thought when he came back to Aberdeen, I thought, I thought he was terrific. He was a team player. He was scoring goals. He was he was making it all happen. But I think, especially this season, I think he can focus more on himself. I mean, for every 20 shots Ryan Christie takes, he scores one. The pass, and if you actually watch some of the highlights of these games, that extra pass is there for a goal, but then he strikes it, and it's nowhere near. And I think that's been a lot of frustration on the Celtic supporters' end. And also, we're not signing an extension. Yep. Of course, when you, when you, don't, when you don't sign an extension, you know it's hard. Did it not? Do they not want to commit to the club? Do they not want to be here? But I don't think too many supporters will be annoyed that he won't sign a new contract. Um, yeah. And in my opinion, people players can change. It can be a manager, just a new start. Anything can happen. But uh, I do think he'll move on. And Rogic, I suppose, Mark, you'll see, people remember him as the guy who scored uh, some crucial goals, not least the yeah. cup final in what two thousand and eighteen. But he never played ninety minutes, so uh, it, really, to be honest, we he is talented. He is. He's only 27, 28. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Twenty seven. I heard um, Craig yeah. Moore speak about him. I think somebody asked goes? him the question um, about two or three weeks ago. Why does he never finish a game or whatever? But Craig's obviously knows him, fellow Aussie. Says that he, his fitness has never been an issue. Yeah. He's really fit. Um, but in terms of Brodich, he's very, very good player. Yes, yeah. Good talent. Um, can win a game, but it's no worked. Like, he, he nearly left. I think was it to Qatar. That's right. Last, last summer. summer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's right. Three, four million quid, and if they can get that yep. kind of money, and again, again. he's no played, didn't he? No. no so I think mm-hmm. now you, you, well, these kind of players, have, they've had their moments. Right. They've been brilliant. They've been part of a quadruple. So it says, but at some point you've you've, you've got to let go. They'll be on big wages. Mm-hmm. Same with Ryan Christie. Bear in mind. He's got six months to go. He could sign a pre-contract um, June, July. So if you're getting a million, you might get two million for him. But or, or Christy might just say, you know what, I'm signing a pre-contract and I'm sitting tight and I'm leaving for nothing in January. He might dig his heels in. But I think for all parties, you sell him as qu- as quickly as you can, take what you can from him and move on. The word is, Liam, as you've probably heard, that you know Eddie Howe's doing his homework about Scottish football. That, that may be for another club down south or whatever. Uh, who would you like to see him? If it is him... Would you sign Ali McCann from St. Johnson, Lewis Ferguson, Aberdeen? What do you think? Well, I've seen a few players who we could possibly sign. I mean, I like the the kind of talks saying Kevin Nisbet for you're talking maybe three million. Even uh, Kieran Brown, who was at Livingston, um, who's went back to Cardiff. I think he'd be a good defender to bring in, mm-hmm. or even the likes of uh, Adam Hickey um, coming back to Scottish football. So I think there's a lot of choices. It's a very it's very open from a selection point of view 
um, because even though the season we've had, Celtic's still a big club. A lot of people dream about playing for this kind of club and playing in Europe and stuff like that and winning titles. So yeah, I think there's a big selection to pick from and we'll just see where his ideas go. It's all well bringing in good young talent and I'm sure clubs are all for that, but for me, Celtic need to bring in some big hitters. Leaders. Big players. Yeah. Guys who are 28, 27, 28, mm. 29, who have been about, who have won things, who know how to handle pressure. They need to bring in guys like that. Yeah. Alongside good young talent. Younger talent. Yeah. Dermot Desmond must have sold that to Eddie Howe. They, he must have said, look, we're going to spend... Look, you can spend big, as we all know, with uh, Barkas. We saw yeah. him make a save the other night. Um, yeah, I'm not Chris doing that Kane. cheaply. No, yeah, no, no, no. It was a good save. Yeah, Chris Kane sa- signed a new two-year contract for St. Johnson today. But he did. He made a good save, didn't he? Yeah, he did well. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, but, you know, the, the Ayetis, the money, the Klamala, I know they got some money back. Gutted. It needs gutted, yeah, Paul. Yeah. I, I don't know. You might be so, wrong. You know, I, you know you, you, again, I'll go back to Brendan Rodgers. But Brendan Rodgers has been the, the best coach that I think Celtic have ever had. Um, but you look at what Brendan Rodgers inherited and what he made them in a short space of time we cited James Forrest night and day Scott Brown mm. absolutely transformed them um, again Kieran Tierney took his game on to a different level um, yeah. again mm. um, uh, Dembele the, um, yeah. the other Dembele came in yeah. uh, you know, Scott Sinclair so look all, all that kind of stuff so Eddie Howe's got to do the same I think Eddie Howe will tap into the loan market um, for a couple mm. of real seasoned ones down the road that are maybe surplus to requirements you want to buy a couple but you need leaders um, you need players with the mentality to handle uh, playing for Celtic and handle the, the pressure that comes um, with that but uh, I wouldn't be surprised like we say, there's four or five there that will go and you'll get decent money for you're probably looking at Paul to get some proper quality in and using his judgement to get a couple of good loans in you're looking at a minimum net spend 20 million right net net minimum net spend. No, yeah yep. so that means for me but, if you're bringing in 25 for yep. um, uh, sure. Edward and the rest that you're going to spend 45 I've got to give them 20 million net for sure if you, they want to be real and get the title back that's what it's going to take Liam he was good at maths and arithmetic at school 45 million it could be it, it would have to be otherwise it's going to be a Rangers error that, that's Liam, how yeah. he does his contract net is that right netto, yep, yeah. netto. <laughs> that was a great one wasn't it in the advocate days and all that wasn't it what are you getting netto um, yeah because there were so many players coming from overseas Liam do you think Celtic will uh, bounce back and make it one year Rangers wonder and Celtic will come back and dominate do you think that can happen I mean, it, it definitely can happen. I mean, it's so unpredictable. Uh, Rangers have came back this season. They've played well. They've done well in Europe and the league. Um, so it definitely is just down to when Eddie Howe or if Eddie Howe comes in and see what he does. I think um, there'll definitely be a bigger challenge than what Rangers got given this year. Um, but I think it's all down to just um, wait and seeing what what goes on. But uh, hopefully. Celtic do come back and hopefully we get that title back it's, it's also important for Celtic to learn from mistakes so you know for for example having Ivan Tony in the building last summer and not going through with, with that so you've got to learn from your, from your mistakes how did and, that happen Mark? Uh, Paul you know it's, it's clearly down to, it, it must be down to finance you would imagine but only, but only Ivan amount. Tony do, or do you Celtic think there was can, a bit of complacency that. there thinking right we're just going to be the top team yeah I've, I've, that, for me Barry the, the signal of complacency and where it all started to go downhill 
you can trace it back to how they handled the goalkeeping situation between Fraser Foster and Craig Gordon. Mm-hmm. Don't forget. So for me, that was looking at how Celtic finished in such a highs to Rangers, mm-hmm. looking as if they were they were um, on the downward a downward yep. spiral. And yeah, I think there has been. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Rangers have certainly caught Celtic by by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you look at your Ayetis, your Klimalas, your Amido Baldies, your Banguras, all those guys, listen, you'll get one in five, one in six that'll work at that two million pound mark. But then you look at quality and you look at Edward, nine million, you look at Dembele, they got him for half a million, but he was really a 10 million pound striker. Yeah. If Celtic need to break their record for a striker to go and get a 10 million pound player, go and do it. Mm-hmm. If you're getting 15 to 20 for um, Edward and you replace them, you're not replacing a 15 to 20 pound striker because that, that just doesn't work because um, he wouldn't come to Scottish football at that level so you're looking at a £10 million striker break your transfer record somebody proper a proper number nine and if you need to go and spend another 6 or £7 million a goalkeeper go and do it look at what Alan McGregor does for Rangers yep, uh, 100% it's clear I, I yet he's not going to no. No. he's not going to do he doesn't even come off the bench sometimes he's not even been in the 18 which is I mean that's £5 million that's mm. a lot of money in Scottish Huge. football yep. then so, wages on top of that so should Celtic go for David Marshall or Craig Gordon get them back Mark I'm looking at you for one season even why not Paul if, if, yeah. if either of them sure, are available yeah. yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't argue they're only uh, what 36 with, and with, you know, with either 39 yeah listen yeah. look put it this way is is one of them or either of them yeah. an improvement in what's there already 100% mm. Liam your final thought do you want to say anything about Scott Brown and uh, the team who did so well for so long I mean, for Scott Brown, it's, it was just a, a privilege to see him captain the club for so many years and be there. I mean, despite what's happened this season, he's been a great servant. Um, he's led it to many successful seasons and many trophies, and I wish him all the best in his, his new adventure as a coach. And yeah, we'll see what happens next. Liam, thanks very much for calling. We kicked off with Jake earlier on, a Rangers fan who was really uh, good talking about Rangers, the champions, and Liam paying tribute there to the former champions. We're back and we're looking at tomorrow's games and Sunday as well, and it's vital at the bottom of the table. That's next. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Thanks, Chris. We've had quite a week, and on Wednesday night it was Davy Proven and Derek Johnson back together again, the old firm double act. You enjoyed it, Mark, didn't you? It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it was great to hear. Derek and, and Davey uh, together brilliant I, I thought I was in my old man's car back when I was 14 <laughs> <Stay steady, laughs> honestly that <laughs> was great to hear him what a player your old man would tell him that uh, obviously Davey was and Derek too yeah two of them yeah. Were, were, were brilliant players obviously worked with Davey a few times he knows the game inside out and, and DJ uh, centre forward and centre half absolutely um, yeah. ex player of the year as yeah, well and yep. Mark was saying in the way through to the, the studio 16 year old um, why <laughs> that story <laughs> no, 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 League no. Cup final yep he's some man and of course a cup winner's cup medal he's got a European medal yeah, yeah, um, that'll, that'll be Barcelona. 50 years ago so yeah, 50 years that, next year that Paul. was great yep uh, tomorrow on the programme we've got another great striker John Hartson who will join us along with Stephen Craig in the former model and Northern Ireland legend and on Sunday <laughs> it's Barry Mark and myself so we're looking forward to the weekend it's going to be some weekend isn't it because Sunday itself we'll come to tomorrow in a moment or two but uh, what is going to happen who is going to be in that in the trap door okay Aki's are down aren't they it's nine goals they would need that's not going to happen against uh, Kilmarnock is there Barry there's no No, chance there's no chance that's going to happen 
Um, they've, they've struggled to score, I think, more than two goals mm-hmm. all, all season. Um, they had chances, game, didn't they, the other night? Sorry. At, yeah, at they Ross did County. have chances. Yeah. And listen, one thing about Chipper, um, the manager, Brian Rice, um, they gave him everything. They, they took yeah. it to the second last game. Um, just a bit unlucky. Maybe just need to add one or two players. Mm-hmm. But the finances at Hamilton oh. are always... They're, they're probably their lowest, or their lowest budget in the league um, how did you feel when Ross Callan hit the post okay, I gutted for them because it's my yep. local club and yep, always want to see them do well but I've seen Brian Rice has signed a, a new contract he's going to be the man that's going to lead them in a championship um, next season so I like listening to, to Brian Rice he knows the game inside out um, he speaks very honestly he's a very good coach and I'm sure um, they'll come straight back at, um, back up from the championship so who's going to be second bottom this weekend? Ross what County, gonna... I think. Do you think so? Yeah. we're going to beat Ross County mm-hmm. and Kamarnock will beat Hamilton. Okay. Mark, what do you reckon? Uh, I reckon Ross County and Kilmarnock will both win uh, tomorrow. Okay. Therefore, Kilmarnock will, will stay in the in the relegation spot and yep. they play against mm-hmm. Dundee. And I've said that I strongly fancy um, the Premiership side to, yep. to, to win the playoff. Mm-hmm. But I have to say... Looking at Dundee the other night against Wraith Rovers, and I know they've got the second leg to come. Charlie Adam, just in oh, sensational. The uh, for, he's, he's got to be the Championship Player of the Year. Yeah. Uh, for sure. He's on a different level. So you're saying um, you think Dundee might come up? No, I, I'm thinking, Paul, oh, I think it's okay. going to be a lot tighter than what I thought it would be. I, th- yeah. I think it's 55 45, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Dundee yeah. are going to make a right uh, fist of it and expect to play. But Coman at home advantage, second leg more big game players but I think Kilmarnock will get through but Dundee will take them all the way Kilmarnock on 33 points today Ross County on 36 so just going on the, the game yep. on the night ridiculous passes weren't they from Charlie Adam if you haven't seen it go I, online I thought and his see second them. one yep. was even better mm-hmm. even better and Dundee I've had a bit of form mm-hmm. at um, the right time yep yep and it's going to be a tough one um, and what, what, a, what a fall mm-hmm. Kilmarnock mm-hmm. yeah it's unbelievable isn't it yep They've got good players as well. Um, Your old teammate again, scoring goals. Yep, and, yep. and they were so far ahead the other night. I think they, the experience they yep. of Kyle Lafferty, uh, Burke as well. Um, obviously, Power and Dicker mm-hmm. and Broadfoot at the back. That that's got to be crucial. Um, the next couple of games. Here is the manager Tommy Wright talking about the the mentality. He said, "Look, the problem is we we don't keep the clean sheets." Uh, here's the manager. Just want the mentality to go and win the game. Let's hope that uh, you know Mullerwell can do us a favour and and beat Ross County. And with our superior goal difference, it means we'll avoid the the playoff game. But we're going into the game knowing that we've practically guaranteed the playoff game. So I think that'll help us. The mentality will be go and win the game. And the other games, so Motherwell have got something to play for as well, of course, uh, Mark, because uh, they want to be top of the, you know, the bottom six. Yeah, the yep. best, the, the best yep. of rest. But I mean, the, 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 the desire and what's at stake, that's why I'm going for Ross County and Kilmarnock. If, if yep. either of those sides can't win, then there's something far wrong to do. If I see this problem, you need to doubt them uh, for the playoff. That's why I think they'll, they'll both win. And just to touch on Hamilton, yep. Paul, 2014, they were promoted when they beat Hibs. Uh, and apparently should you think back Terry Butcher was the manager of Hibs then Alec yeah. Neal wow. uh, the manager of, of Hamilton and to survive seven years, seven years. fantastic yep. absolutely yeah. brilliant and credit to everybody at that football club and all the different players and manager you know Martin Canning everybody yep. the board what a shift they've put in over seven years yep. and they'll come yep. back I think oh. they'll come back straight away think so back I, up I believe Great. it yeah, I think the younger players who have broke in this season will learn so much championships are a tough league yep. no doubt about it but I think they'll be good enough to um, come straight back. Okay, 
So the match is uh, tomorrow then. We're on air from 12 tomorrow. Barry, you'll be getting ready for your match. That's why you're not with us tomorrow. Your game is on Tuesday night. But tomorrow, um, what about St. Johnson against Livy? What do you reckon, Barry? Um, depending on what players St. Johnson have, have got available, I'm, I'm not too sure. I've not seen the COVID um, situation. They've got, COVID, back, yeah. they've got a few back tomorrow. Yep, yeah, I mean, it's been And a, they just need a draw. Yep, it's been Loving a tough a one for St. Johnson, obviously. The, you, you look at the team that Callum Davison had to put out against Celtic sure. yep. on Wednesday night. Um, but if he's going to ask me, I'm going to go I St. Johnson. Yep, for that fifth place, which yes. could be European football next season, Mark. Yeah, that, yeah, that that's a chance, and then uh, obviously whoever wins the cup, the cup next of week, course, straight into Europe and three million quid yep. in European um, money. So St. Johnson Levy, I think's um, it'll be a cracker um, tomorrow. You know, Levy won't hold back as we know. Marvin Bartley, David Martindale, I'll just get right in about it. They've got to go and win the game, um, and uh, yeah, I think St. Johnson will, will sneak that. Just before you go, did you see David Martindale? He's changed like, the tracksuit now. Ah. He's got the jeans and the, the, the trainers. <laughs> He's not no, going, it's not the Slater suit yet, is it? That'll be next yeah. season. No, I maybe. just noticed that was yeah. in the game the other night because uh, I'm used to David the, the Martin. Hugo Boss it gear with one S on it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. you're just used to seeing a guy at the sidelines right, with yeah. a tracksuit and, yep. and whatever on. And, uh, I turned around <laughs> and the, the jeans and the trainers. It was brilliant. <laughs> Here's John Kennedy speaking about the man who'll play for Celtic for the last time. You know who it is, Scott Brown. It's been good, actually. I think it's one where you, you kind of take Scott for granted. He's worked with him so long. Uh, he's been around everywhere. You just expect him to be there again. So I think we've kind of been savouring every moment with him. He's spent a lot of time around the staff and the, the building and kind of getting his last conversations with people. But it's, it's been emotional as well. You know, you look at him, you know, even training today, thinking this will be your last session here at Lennox Town. The game the other night was, you know, had a bit of emotion in it as well. So it's good. It's been a nice week. Been quite a calm week, you know. Good result the other night, good performance for him. His last game at Celtic Park, and you know, hopefully tomorrow we can we can end on a high again. Mark, he's played in the green of Hibs, obviously yeah. the blue of Scotland, the green of Celtic. He's going to the Reds. Uh, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow at Easter Road? Yeah, I think Celtic will, will win. You know, I think Jack Ross is on record saying he'll, he'll rest two or three because third place is secured. And once again, credit to Hibernian, big result on Wednesday yep. night to beat Aberdeen. So you know, good for Jack Ross, good season for him a cup semi-final third place in the table and potentially um, a Scottish Cup as well so he's delivered what he's needed uh, to deliver but I think tomorrow um, Celtic will win that game Barry what do you reckon? I think I'm, I'm going to go with Hibs I heard John Kennedy say that he might change it up and give the, the younger players an opportunity again um, similar to the, the, the team that played against St. Johnson um, Hibs guys are playing for their place in the cup final I'm sure Jack Ross he'll know he'll know rest players players will be desperate to play players will be desperate to be involved in, in cup final day so I'm going to go Hibs did you give me a St Johnson Livy score did you no I'm just you, going you for going St Johnson you're going for St Johnson yes. to win on that one we're going to come to Rangers Aberdeen in a second or two we want to hear from Stephen Gerrard because tomorrow is title day here in Scotland it was won on March the 7th so tomorrow the 15th of May Rangers will get that trophy we'll come to it in a second or two there's also something to play for in England it's the FA Cup final it's uh, is it going to be Billy Gilmer's Chelsea or Brendan Rodgers Leicester City how much are you looking forward to that Barry? Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, you always look forward to big games yep. and it's certainly the FA Cup's a, a big occasion um, down in England but um, for me, um, Chelsea. Chelsea too strong. Yep. Leicester have never won it. You don't think that maybe their name might be on it here after the magic of winning, what, no, 2016 uh, winning the league? After the, no. the dis uh, disappointing results, sorry, for Chelsea against Arsenal during mm. the week. Yep. Um, they've got a top manager. He'll be. He won't be happy with that. No. Um, so he'll make a few changes and he'll be ready to, 
to go in and beat Leicester. Okay, Tuchel to touch the cup. What do you reckon, Mark? I'm going to go for Leicester. Are you? Tomorrow, Why? yeah. yeah. Um, because I think just that bit of flair, a wee bit more freedom. Chelsea, I love Tuchel. I think he's been brilliant. Um, you know, really has. And credit to Chelsea for changing their manager. You know, they, they identified something they wanted to change. They didn't waste any time. Uh, uh, as a person, I think he's brilliant to watch oh. and listen to as well. Really um, warm um, to him. So, But I'm going to go for... Brendan Rodgers and, and Vardy and Madison and all those guys to yeah, deliver the FA Cup tomorrow. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because Brendan Rodgers is his favourite coach. That's right, it? exactly. <laughs> we'll need to debate this. We're running out of time. What, leave it, what leave about, it till, what, till what, Sunday. Well, Barry wants ah, to ask you. Time. Okay, leave that's it, for I Sunday because you've one. said Celtic's greatest coach was Brendan Rodgers. So I had a name. Barry's got a name. We'll put it to you on Sunday. Here's, but you come up with a good reply. But well, you'll find out between 12 and 3 on Sunday here in Go Radio. <laughs> uh, here is the manager of the year, Stephen Gerrard, looking forward to tomorrow. Could it be the first of many trophies? I think it has to be. That's the job. That's what, that's in the job description. And it's also in my DNA that when you are successful, it's the time to improve. You know, you're always trying to fix the roof when the, when the sun's shining, in my opinion. It's not a case of... It's a case of enjoying this moment of course it is and we'll enjoy it over the summer but when we come back next season it's about resetting and basically resetting the remit what's next what are the next targets what do we have to do and trying to add to it because you know and I know that at this club you can't stand still one, one trophy's not enough Big day tomorrow Barry Massive day yep. um, it's been a, a, a tough um, nine seasons for Rangers as a football club and, and the Rangers fans so I'm sure they'll want to put a performance on I'm sure they will I'm sure they'll beat Aberdeen convincingly and once you go and lift that trophy, go and milk it, go and enjoy it, and enjoy it for two or three days. And stay away tomorrow. You know, yeah, the fact, yeah, like, for everyone. Yeah. Rangers is a football club and the manager made it clear, um, and I think it's sensible. Mark, enjoy the weekend. Yeah, enjoy it tomorrow, but just here very quickly, Paul, listen to Stephen Gerrard there. Yes, he'll enjoy tomorrow, but he's already thinking oh, about yeah. next season. And you can tell he is putting, and he will put demands on the Rangers board he's not settling for just winning this league and thinking the work, the work's done they can rest in his laurel he'll be putting demands on Rangers board I want A, B and C and, and I don't want you to sell A, B and C so the Rangers board are going to have a job on their hands um, satisfying him but that's what it's all about we're out of time Stevie Lennon is next see you on Sunday yep. uh, both of you and we're back tomorrow at 12 I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy Gary what a job you did out there today oh, it, was, it was unbelievable you saw the customers faces when that boiler went in it was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. Oh.